Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hello, everyone. I'm CJ Liu, and you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show on Transformation Talk Radio. So, I know you're all sad because Dr. Pat's not here. She's on a vacation, a well-deserved vacation. And um, I am normally a host on a show that's called Fired Up with CJ Show that's on at Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I'm sorry that Dr. Pat's not here, um, but she needs a break. All of us need a break. Um, So um, welcome today to my show. And um, I also have today Rogany Michaels. Hello, Rogany. Hi, CJ. Good morning. Rogany's had... Tell us about your day so far, Rogany. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was up all night coughing with a cold, and now my toilet just broke. So there you have it, another day. And, you know, I'm so nice that I said, you still have to do the show, (laughs) Rogany. And and here we are, beginning the day. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, happy holidays. Thank you. Same to you. (laughs) (laughs) Happy holidays. You've got a slew of of wonderful gifts. (laughs) my first cold in about three and a half years, so it kind of shocked me all of a sudden. But that is kind of shocking. Three and a half years is a long time. We'll have to bring you on and talk about what your what your <laughs> remedies are that you can withstand three and a half years of not having a cold. Uh, that says it was really nice, but now yeah. I'm, I'm in alignment with everybody else. I, I had my year of sickness, some sickness in 20, what was this, 2009, right? 2009. Oh my God, that's incredible. Well, Rogany, today um, I was thinking we could talk about Christmas. I was thinking, okay. since it's the 23rd, it's a good time to talk about Christmas. And it, you know what? I have to say that it's been really good for me because I I had to really get congruent. Like, what is Christmas all about? Because I think in the mayhem of everything, it's easy to forget, don't you think? Yes, I think it's very easy to forget um, if if we have decided we know what Christmas is about, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what I realized myself is I'm not sure I know exactly... You know, you you know, there's some obvious things, right? There's the you know the presence and the gift of being around your family and and you know surrounding ourselves with beautiful things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's something happening at a deeper level, and I'm and I, it kind of it's kind of mesmerizing how we as human beings we spend from Thanksgiving, you know, the day Thanksgiving, you know, the, the day after Thanksgiving. Till December twenty fifth, we're almost like in a in a dream state, almost. Don't you? Th- I don't know. How would you describe what it is? <laughs> well, being a behavioral change therapist, I'd probably say that we were in a deep trance. <laughs> <laughs> we're hypnotized. We're hypnotized by the season, absolutely. So we we kind of roll into it without thinking about it because our unconscious mind is very influenced by everything that's going on around us. Plus, we have years of habit relating to this time of year as being one of hopefully celebration and hopefully joy. Many times that's not our actual experience of it, but Yeah. But it's but it is it's you know, and I guess that makes sense because what is a trance more than, you know, a bunch of people repeating the same words over and ever over again, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, happy holidays. That's Peace right. Be and I've been, you. Peace on earth. You know I've been listening to Christmas carols on the radio since before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and you know what? I, don't you love listening to them too? I do most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I can listen to those Christmas carols and watch. You know, I have my children now. I have two little ones, and I have them watching 
you know, the, the Frosty the Snowman and, and the Grinch. And, and it's almost like you can't get enough. You can watch them over and over again, and there's something <laughs> really lovely about them. There is. There so. is. There's a certain magic and joy about Christmas that if you don't have it in your actual life, we just kind of glom on to wherever we can find it and enjoy it there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to um, tell the audience about a conversation that you and I had right after Thanksgiving. And you had said to me, and really what I wanted to talk about in this show is three things, love, magic, and faith. Because I think at, at, at the very deepest level, that's what Christmas really, you know, the trance and why we allow ourselves to be in the trance is because on a really deep level, at an unconscious level, what we really want is more love, more magic, and more faith. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted today's conversation to be about. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. Can I ask you to tell your listeners who I am? Because I think you, uh, I think we didn't get that out there. Yeah, you're they right. might I'm wonder sorry. why so you're talking. Mentioned she. <laughs> so why Rogany? We're just talking, two people talking. But also, Rogany is, um, gosh, Rogany is so many different things. She is a writer of two books and one coming um, along the way. What's the title of that book, Rogany? The, the wisdom of your discontent. The Six steps of your to discontent. a different brand of happiness. Okay, cool. So she has three books on the way. She's done a series of CDs. She's also um, um, an expert in behavioral change, like she mentioned. And she's also um, a very deeply spiritual person who advises me on spiritual spiritual topics. And and also, um, some of the stuff we're going to talk about today is Osho, which tells a little bit about your Osho experience. (laughs) (laughs) That was quite an experience. Um, Osho was an Indian mystic. Um, he died in 1990, I think, 90 or 91. And I was actually a disciple of his for 13 years. And uh, it was a, a tremendous learning experience. Um, certainly not being a disciple of an Indian guru was not something I ever set out to do. It's one of those things that happens to you. And in retrospect, I'm incredibly glad that it did. I learned a great deal of uh, both experientially and in other ways by spending time with this being. Yeah. yeah, and briefly tell us, how did you, what brought you to him, and what was, tell us about your experience with him. What brought me to him was a book I read, um, and uh, called Only One Sky, and I read that book back in, oh gosh, I think it was 1974, I think I read that book, belying my age here, and uh, it, I was so caught by this man's um, intelligence that um, I eventually went to India to see who he was and became a disciple and was a disciple of his for about 13 years. Wow. Went to India many times to be in his presence. So you were there for a full 13 years. And he and what does one do as a disciple? Does, does he come down from a cloud that's floating down and he comes down <laughs> and like... <laughs> Oracle's eyes turn white. <laughs> Given divine information, what happened? Well, first of all, let me let me say I, w- I am I was a disciple of his for thirteen years, but I was only in his actual physical presence for about three years because he lived most of that time in India, mm-hmm. and I did not become an Indian resident. Um, being in his presence was quite something. I, it, it gave me a lot of experiences that I'd never had before. Um, aside from his intelligence, when I was in his presence, I had all kinds of odd experiences that were beyond my comprehension, but very real in terms of uh, energetics and uh, feeling life differently from a different place. It's kind of hard to talk about him, but they were certainly discontinuous from my ordinary life and changed yeah. me. So it sounds like it's a real spiritual experience, like you tap something pretty deep inside of you. Well, I have to say at the time, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> 
Well, now with all your wisdom, what is it? I still don't know. I just know that it was something that changed my life. We have many names for it. People do, different names. But it's certainly, you know, we could call it the experience of love or being. Um, It was something where I think probably the clearest way to talk about it is that my mind was completely quiet, and I saw that I existed outside of my mind, that there was a me beyond my thoughts and emotions, and that was probably the greatest gift of it. So whatever we call that space, I think people have, you know, touch it a lot in ordinary life, but we don't know what to do with it, and we don't really know if it's of value or not. Right. It's it's called my 30-second meditation. The 30 seconds during my meditation. <laughs> Actually, my mind is still. <laughs> All right. So, um, so I want to introduce this topic right before the break. But and and I know that that Osho was like a really big person about love, right? I mean, love was one of the. I mean, not that any spiritual leader isn't about him, but that's one of the big things for him, right? Yes, very much about love and celebration. He was very much about being both spiritual and uh, material, about being both divine and human at the same time. One of his favorite ideas was, was um, Zorba the Buddha. Some people are too young to remember Zorba the Greek, the movie, but about a man who totally enjoyed life with totality and combining that with a contemplative calm and reflective uh, space of a Buddha is really what he was about. Hmm. He sounds sort of like a Santa Claus to me. I mean, yeah. he must, I mean, he must have loved... Don't you think he would have loved Christmas? I mean, is that all the things that it seems like it's about, right? Yeah, I mean, I think he enjoyed all the holidays. Anything that had a celebration in it would be, you know, it's a time to celebrate. But yeah. and then again, part of his teaching was whatever's going on in your life is worthy of celebration because you're alive and experiencing. And I think that was the key teaching. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that this is the thing that I want to draw out during our conversation because, you know, here's the thing. These these ideas of love, magic, faith, they're around us every single day. And, you know, and I'm not kind of knocking it because, thank God, we have one, you know, we have this, you know, couple-week trance where we we start fully embracing love, magic, and faith. But the real question that I have is why is it only one time of the year? Like we almost only allow ourselves a couple times, you know, a couple times, maybe it's like, um, you know, during Easter, you know, Valentine's Day, I don't even think people, you know, it seems more like people are more misery in Valentine's Day. Than not. But I think that's the question that I'd like to explore um, before you go on the break. And um, the first topic is love. And um, tell us real briefly, so you, I talked to you and I said, well, what do you think the real meaning of love is? And you said, or the real meaning of Christmas is, and you said love. And tell me, you know, how, how you came about to that conclusion. Well, actually, it's a little story. Years ago, when I was a young kid, um, I was having trouble dealing with Christmas when I was starting to be very intellectual about things and going through my, you know, doubting and challenging phase. And my sister, my older sister, said to me, if you can't find a way to, you know, um, look at Christmas and enjoy it from the Christian perspective, because I was raised a Lutheran, she said, just think of it as the birth of love and celebrate it that way, which made total sense to me, because in actuality, all of us want to be loved, we want to love, and we want to be happy. And that, to me, was is what, you know, Jesus was all about. You know, he is the personification of love on this plane, love in human form. Yeah, so it's to to be loved, to to be loved, to feel love, or what did you say? To, to, to be loved, to love, to give love to other people, and to be happy. Yeah. Everybody wants those three things. 
Yeah, what a nice way to end before we go on um, break. <laughs> so this is uh, the Dr. Pat Show. This is uh, CJ Lou from Fired Up with CJ here, um, substituting for Dr. Pat. Um, you can find out more about my show at www.fireitupwithcj. That's fireitupwithcj.com. We'll be right back. Frosty the snowman was a jolly happy soup With a corncup pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal Discover the ancient art of herbal medicine today. Herbs can help our bodies respond better to the modern world's stress and toxicity, as well as nourishing and strengthening. Using organic herbs from around the world, the skilled herbalists at Urban Wellness help you choose the herbs best suited for your body. See what herbs can do for your life and health by visiting our downtown Kirkland location. Or check out our offerings and informative classes online at urbanwellness.net. That's H-E-R-B-A-N wellness.net. Ugh, aren't you tired of the same old negative vibe? Hey, Valerie, have you heard about TransformationTalkRadio.com? No, what's that? Dr. Pat is launching a new network. and she... Dr. Pat? Dr. Pat. How many hours is she going to be on? It won't be all Dr. Pat. She'll be joined by her friends, transformative hosts from around the globe. TransformationTalkRadio.com is a 24-7 network. 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her guests? No, 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her hosts. Oh, very good. When does this start? This starts in August. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Where is it going to be broadcast? You're going to be able to hear her in Seattle, Boston, Connecticut, New York, Rhode Island, on over 300 cable radio stations, and on the Internet everywhere. Listen live at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Great. We should spread the word. Absolutely. Spread the word. Go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our work is to help our students become aware of who they actually are. Whether you are just exploring the idea of teaching yoga or a seasoned teacher who needs to keep up your skills or someone who wants to deepen your practice, our programs are created with you in mind and are approved by Yoga Alliance and licensed by the state of Washington. We offer three levels of training so you can progress at the pace that respects your lifestyle and resources. For more information, go to yogatrainingseattle.com. That's yogatrainingseattle.com. Are you in constant pain and tired of taking pain pills? At Holistique Medical Center, our physicians listen, examine, and find the root cause of your pain. Comprehensive, non-invasive, scientific, and energy-based natural therapies do exist to treat your pain and its root cause. Contact Holistique Medical Center to transform your life. Call 425-451-0404 or on the web at drdarvish.com. That's D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com.
Hi, welcome back. I'm C.J. Liu, and you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show on the Transformation Talk Radio. Um, Normally, I host the Fire It Up with C.J. Show on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I'm here as Dr. Pat takes a well-deserved vacation, and I'm here with Ragini Michaels, who is an author, who's an expert in behavioral change, and who's written CDs, and who just is a gifted spiritual teacher. And so we're here today talking about... um, Christmas, and we're talking about love, magic, and faith, and right before the break, we were talking about love, and how um, Ragini was sharing a beautiful story about her sister, when Ragini was having a hard time about it, and she said, it's, it's about love, Christmas is about love, the birth of love, is that right, what your sister said, the birth That's of right. love, to she be said. loved, to give love, to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was, I was thinking about Osho, because he, again, as he said, he thought and talked a lot about love. And he had this really interesting quote. He said, there are many loves as there are people. Love is a hierarchy from the lowest rung to the highest, from sex to super consciousness. There are many, many layers, many planes of love. It all depends on you. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was a fascinating quote. And um, I wanted you to tell us a little bit about you know, being a disciple of Osho's for 13 years. What do you think he meant by this lower life form of love? Well, I think in his mind he didn't. And of course, I don't know because you know I'm not was not in his mind. But I can tell you my perception of or my understanding yeah. of what he said right. is that the 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 love that we experience in all these different forms, whether it's a love for chocolate or a love for beautiful art or a love for our pets or our children or our spouse or our parents or siblings or a love for ideas and concepts or a, a love for God. The energy behind that, the the reality of the experience, is made of the same stuff. And that's why there's many levels of it. If you want to talk about it in terms of chakra, when that life energy comes through the lower chakra, it's more about sexuality and that kind of love. And if it goes up, it's more about emotional love. And then it's about selfless love. And then it goes up to the love that pours out of you in terms of creative expression. And then it goes on up to just loving the experience of being. Just being is 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 love in its highest form, in a way, because you simply are existing and you're conscious of it. So the, con- the being aware of what rung or, or what form of this love, this life experience is, is manifesting is part of what he was talking about in terms of consciousness, being conscious of what level of love is coming through you at any given moment. Hmm. And, and, you know, here's what I think is kind of interesting about um, the, that description of love. Mm-hmm. I mean, it almost seems like, and you were describing the chakras and following them along, that there's sexual love, emotional, you know, love, um, create, creative expression, um, and then just kind of the just being part mm-hmm. of it. And like, let's I not skip love of power. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's third chakra. That didn't. That wants to be in there too. Yeah, love of power. So sexual love. That's the root chakra. The 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 belly portion is the emotional self. Then the love of power is the third. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth is just, what is the one in the heart? Pure love? What does that describe? Uncon- it's more unconditional love. Yeah. Oh, okay, unconditional love. And then there's the creative expression. I assume that's the uh, the sixth chakra. Mm-hmm. And then, um, or is that the sixth and seventh? Well, actually, fifth chakra is more creativity. Sixth is the is the visionary aspect, which is an expression of love. Right. Okay. And seven and is the seventh chakra is really is connecting with the totality that you're a part of. Right. Okay. Now, here's the thing that's kind of interesting about Christmas is in, well, I don't know about the sexual love, at least not for me. <laughs> it mm-hmm. seems like everyone, it kind of, 
it seems like what's interesting about Christmas is this: all parts are all of these definitions of love mm-hmm. are operative. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yes, I do. I think actually all of these definitions of love are there at any given moment in time. Part of it is where is your particular energy as a person flowing at that moment in time? Is it coming out in the expression of love for chocolate? Is it coming out in the expression of, of a felt sense of love for your child? The love of the gift, the love of the idea, the love of life, just looking around and, and seeing how beautiful it is, you know, just the nature itself. It just depends on which which level of expression that life energy that we're calling love is coming through as. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and, but I guess it's interesting because it seems like the, that all those forms of love, whether it's the chocolate or the gift or the you know sense of love of God or all those things seem to be operative mm-hmm. during Christmas and and you know we have freedom to feel that that way at Christmas. Yeah, we don't really, it's it's not something in our culture anyway that we say is okay to do on a daily basis. And why do you think that's so? We're a little confused, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not really. It's not really a part of our culture in the sense that uh, we hear and see about it every day. If you look at what we see and hear about every day, it definitely is not about moving love up the rung of hierarchies to get to the highest level so that we can you know, actually love one another in a practical, hands-on way. That's not what we're really about in terms of our culture and advertising and marketing. So, you know, if we go back to being in a trance, you know, you have to, you have to realize what's going on and not judge it, just be able to step aside from it and find what's actually going on behind that. Yeah, because it seems like the trance, like if you, if you go through, and if I, if I allow the bombarding of commercials, which even if I try to shut off, is still affecting me at some unconscious level, right? Yes. You know, go to Kohl's, go to whatever, and go buy the so-and-so, because then your child will feel loved, or your, loved, your, your, your spouse will feel loved. I mean, that's the message that I'm getting, which is, in some ways, when I was reading the Osho stuff, he talks about a lower level. Of, I, I, he, you're being way more diplomatic than what I heard him say, which is the <laughs> lower level of love, which is one in which, and, and how he describes it, which I think is interesting, is that it's like a political power. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a political love in which you are trying to give love in a way that you hope to get something back. Right. We confuse in our culture a great deal um, approval and acceptance with love. That yeah. you know, and this is part of what the thing is: you give X and you get back approval, which you then feel loved. Which is, right. you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a poor cousin of the real yeah. thing. Yeah. So I give you a, a wonderful gift. You say, "Oh, I'm so great." You know, you must love me, right? So you go, "You must love me." And well, I the say, thing oh, is, is that in that moment you do feel it. I mean, that's the thing about love at different levels. In that moment, yeah. you feel it coming up in you. So it's easy to mistake it if you don't know there's something more. And that's usually what a guru is there to help you do: help you find that there's more than what you think. You know, that that's not the ultimate expression of love. It's actually not the real deal. Approval and acceptance is not really love. I see. So if, if, if Osho was there and I was like, oh, you know, I gave him a gift and I'd say, here, you know, here's a wonderful gift. And he's like, oh, thank you, but this is not the ultimate expression of love. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the ultimate? What is that then? I know. So he would say, hey, that's just about acceptance. Well, it's, you know, I, I doubt sincerely that Osho would say anything. He'd probably give you that grand smile he had and say, thank you and, and receive it. 
because it was your gift of love. Regardless of the level that it came from, he would receive it at the highest level. If right. in fact, I mean, if in fact he was who we all thought he was. Right, right. So, so really, it, it so if if we were to ideally um, express what that, how would you describe what we are? What if we were capable of it, or could bring our presence to really feeling love? What would it be at that time? Where I mean, it, since Christmas is the one time that we do, and I think you know there are other times, like you said before during the break, we're talking about you know when you go to church, it's a time when you express love. It's we have other holidays which are about love. Mm-hmm. Um, Valentine's Day is about love, and you know Mother's Day is about love, and Father's Day. Is, mm-hmm. But if if we were as a culture, if we were to, you know, if you were to wa- wave your magic wand and as a culture have us experience, like, a deeper sense of love, what would that be? What would that look like? Well, in one way, it was like possible the other night when we had the um, the eclipse of the moon. Mm. When you stand in nature and you watch and you realize that there's a, a rock out there called the moon that's hanging in space outside of us, and we're hanging in space, and this beautiful phenomena is occurring, something happens when you stop thinking about it and are just present to the experience of it. Mm-hmm. And there, if we had more of that on a daily basis, which is why we encourage people to meditate, mm-hmm. to, to have some time to learn what it's like to step aside from your mind. You don't want to get rid of your mind, but you want to learn how to step aside from it so you have a skill. It's kind of like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Right there is everything we're looking for. At the highest level. And that doesn't replace having a loving relationship with somebody you come home to at the end of the day and they give you a big hug and say, hey, honey, it's going to be okay. That's a different kind of love. But it's made of the same stuff as this highest level that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So in many ways, it's just that we don't know that there's more to love than we have been told. It's yeah, not just it's... about getting and giving. It's also about being. Mm, that's nice. It's not about just getting and giving. It's about being. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think there's probably a little gap, you know, when you're when you're giving the gift that there is that little, you know, two seconds of being yes. where you're just anticipating, waiting for, you know, it's like it's the equivalent of the eclipse, right? Mm-hmm. Like you hand over the gift to someone and you have those couple of seconds of like, you know, anticipation because you're just so present at that very moment. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what's coming next. No. That's, that's <laughs> part of being really alive and in, in this higher level of love is being at peace with the fact that you don't know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. So um, when we get back from the break, what I want to... And it seems like there's some simple things that we can do, right, to bring that more into our life. Um, I sure hope so. Yeah, so I kind of I want to um, talk about some... Now that we've, we've really talked about the concept of love, but on the, when we come back from the break, I'd love to talk a little bit about, you know, how can we bring love more fully into our lives? And I think you answered it already. Um, about being, but um, if there's any kind of, you know, kind of tools, like what's a three-step plan? <laughs> okay, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is uh, we're going to go on quick break. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show on the Transformation Talk Radio. This is C.J. Um, Lou from Fired Up with C.J. on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm here with Rogany Michaels. Rogany, um, quickly tell us about your w- Women of Wisdom Conference, too. Rogany is going to be um, speaking at um, the Women of Wisdom Conference in February. Tell us that. I believe the conference is from February 17th through the 21st, and I'm on that Saturday, which I think is the 19th, from 1.30 to 4.30 in the afternoon. I'm giving a a three-hour 
breakout seminar on my work on paradox management or on opposites and duality and how to integrate and balance your divine and human nature. All right. So all you Seattle folks, make sure to mark your calendars. February, February 19th, you said? I think it's the 19th. It says Saturday. It's Saturday, the, February yeah, but, the 19th from 1.30 to 4.30? That's right. All right. All right. Well, um, um, stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Like a river song She can be Ladies, are you living an inspired life? Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Meet Kevin. I was 60 pounds heavier than I am now. I was at 35% body fat. I was depressed. I was miserable. Then Kevin consulted Seattle nutritionist Bev Kinblade, who made some adjustments in his diet. It wasn't some fad diet. It was solid nutrition. My metabolism improved drastically. My energy shot up. My self-confidence, self-esteem was life-changing. Find out about a free 30-minute nutrition appointment with Bev Kinblade at seattlenutrition.com seattlenutrition.com Behind every complaint is a commitment. Have you heard yourself complaining today? Do you hear others complaining? When anyone complains, they are adopting the role of victim. They would not complain if they were not feeling victimized. David Emerald's book, The Power of Ten observes that a victim is someone who has a dream or desire that has been denied. If they didn't care, they wouldn't complain. TED is the empowerment dynamic, which is a way of thinking, being, and taking action that begins with shifting your attention from that of a victim to that of a creator. So if you find yourself complaining, the first steps is to reconnect with the dream, desire, and what you care about. Focus on the outcome you want. For example, if someone cuts in front of you on the highway, shift your focus away from them to your own safe driving. And then the next time you hear someone complaining, ask yourself, What is the commitment behind the complaint? And speak to them about caring. Focusing on what you want is the way of the creator. Invest in your life. Indigo Fusion Spa and Gallery. Offering regular meditation classes, spiritually conscious art, holistic healing services, and classes in spiritual development and holistic wellness. This unique spa is located in Seattle's University District. For more information, visit us online at www.indigofusionsg.com. That's IndigoFusionSG.com. Are you tired of using skincare products full of unpronounceable chemicals? Do you eat ramen by candlelight to support your expensive candle-burning habits? Well, come on down to Scenic Supplies. We have everything you need to make your own soap, candles, creams, and much more. We're open from 10 to 6, 7 days a week. Come explore our store at corner of 63rd and Roosevelt, just north of the U District in Seattle. Call us at 206 525-7997. Find recipes and more at zenithsupplies.com. Hello, everyone. You're back on the Dr. Pat Show. I'm C.J. Lou, substituting for Dr. Pat today as she's on vacation. And I have Ragini Michaels, who is an author, a behavioral change expert, and um, a 
deeply spiritual being. And we were talking about love and how Christmas is ultimately an expression of love um, and the birth of love. And, uh, and before the break, we were talking about how, we, how if we can just be still, like we did during the eclipse, um, how we can feel really and be present, that we can truly feel love's presence and that it's around us every day. I think that's what you're trying to say, right, Ragini? Yes, it, it was. I think a lot of us surround the word love with the ideas of romantic love and familial love, and we don't know what it means to just be in the experience of love because it's not connected to anything. It's just being. So it's a little confusing, you know, but that's why we're talking about having a hierarchy of love. So you just move up it and keep having new experiences and let the concept expand into more experiences of love. Got it. And so quickly, the couple of tools. So I'm going to give you a couple of what-ifs and what your typical what-ifs during Christmas, and maybe you can kind of help us figure out how we would tune more into love during these scenarios, during the holidays. Okay. So I'm running around with my to-do list. I'm going to Costco, checking everything off, and I'm running and getting gifts and food and everything, and I'm overwhelmed. How can I bring the sense of love that you're talking about during that moment? If you can take one step aside from all that's going on in your outside world and take a fresh look at it and just see that you're existing and you're playing out this thing of holiday and you have family and you have everything else all around you and take a look at, you know, the array of colors in the, in the, in the mall and the sparkling ornaments on the tree in the center place there and just watch the beauty of it, the magic of it. Love is there. It's there. We, it's all around us all the time. We just don't think of these experiences as a kind of love, but it's actually the most nourishing love that's around Right, because it's the high, it's the kind of higher love that we don't really have a we can't we can feel it, but we can't necessarily put a name to it. I think is what you're saying, right? Yes, it's, sometimes I can, and sometimes we we um, relegate it to the church experience when we're sitting in the quiet of the church and you're listening to the choir sing or you're listening to the bells ring, and there's a certain experience that people have in that kind of scenario. Many people do. Mm. Uh, They call it a religious or a spiritual experience. But whatever we call this thing that you and I are calling love, it's certainly available to us 24-7. It just depends on where we are. It doesn't come and go. We are the ones who come and go Yeah, from the experience. Yeah, so it's really just being present. It's there all the time. It's just being present to it. And knowing that it's a different kind of you know, love than that, that we, our culture kind of expresses, but it's there all the time. And yeah. I think that that's the key message, right? Yes. But it's not here message. just during, during, during Christmas time, it's there all the time. That's right. And right. it's actually not between you and anyone else. It's not between you and the chocolate bar or you and your child or you and your dog or cat or you and your spouse or you and your parent or your sibling or your, your idea of something. Or you and your God, right? I mean, that's it, there all the time It's not even too. about between you and your God. It's between you and life. And right. it's happening without any thought. It's just yeah. there yeah. for the taking, anytime yeah. you want it. Yeah, I love it. But that. you have to learn how to step outside of your mind or step aside from your mind to right. find it. So everyone, continue meditating. It's good for you. <laughs> <laughs> to take more meditative moments throughout the day. And well, especially during you... Christmas, right? It's crazy it's... now. I mean, more meditation during Christmas more than ever. Absolutely. You need All right, more so I want to um, talk about magic. Mm-hmm. So we were talking, you know, and, and man, I love, I love the magic of Christmas. I love, you know, the idea that reindeers can fly, there's sparkly lights and like beautiful ornaments that are just way over the top and, mm-hmm. and, you know, the wrapping paper. I mean, everything, there's just so much, 
possibility and there's just a sense of creation and appreciation and just people seem to experience beauty at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to the, the comment we made before, it's there all around us all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But during this time of the year, it seems that, you know, the sense of fun, imagination, dreams, mystery, like we allow ourselves to be kids again. Mm-hmm. And and so I guess my question is, what do you think is up? What, what, what is it that we, as adults, we kind of only allow ourselves to revel in the magic of life during this time? Well, it's, uh, frankly put, it's just not cool. <laughs> <laughs> And you're certainly not going to be making, you know, your 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 million or two million if you're going to sit around and believe in magic, right? I mean, that's not what our culture says. The manifestation uh, craze that has come in certainly advises people to start believing in magic, right? right? You have to learn the steps of that. But ultimately, if you don't believe in magic, you really can't find it anywhere. So you have to, the, the value of Christmas in many ways at, at this level is that it re-sparks, it rekindles the natural the natural capacity within us, within us to realize this whole thing is magic. You know, this whole phenomena that we're experiencing is a magical phenomena. I mean, how come? Where do we come from? What are we doing? Where are we going? Look at all these patterns all around us. It's pretty magical. Yeah. We're kind of inured to magic these days because we're so used to technology giving us things that are not possible that we kind of expect things that aren't possible to happen without any real sense of magic. Yeah, it's true, you know, because we, we watch, you know, my, <laughs> we were watching um, a really old movie, it was a sci-fi movie, and my my um, children are watching a sci-fi movie that my husband used to love, mm-hmm. and they're saying, this looks cheesy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like the graphics and everything, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, no, at this time, at my time, when I was a kid, this was seriously cool, like everyone was watching this, mm-hmm. and I think it's 2010, Sandy. Stanley Kubrick, is that 2010? Is that what it is? Or 2001? 2001. 2001. 2001. Yeah, 2001, I'm sorry. And um, and the kids were like, yeah, that's just uncool. It's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything changes, right? Yeah, and I think you're right. I think the technology, and I I don't know. I guess that's true. I guess it isn't cool. I mean, you know, with my kids at, at, at grammar school, it's like, oh, you believe in Santa Claus? That's not cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess. But well, part part of it is the magic is so is so common now in terms of technology, you know that that and and I mean in a way it's 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 good in a way because we understand that things are possible and we expect something that seems impossible to become possible, and that's good. And you want to you want to be present to the magic that's already here, right? And it may not come um, like you see it in the movies, right? Right, like a gigantic explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Or sparkly colors, or person com- coming from from. Well, I don't know. Maybe some. I mean, some. I guess some people believe that there are people that come in from nowhere or different planets. So mm-hmm. you know, but it's. I guess you have to open your mind that that's even possible, or and that it's not uncool to even think that way. I think the key thing, and I was I was telling you this, so I'll say it again. Is I I was watching Castle, which is a TV show about a mystery writer who follows a detective around, and he's always badgering her to believe in magic. And one day she turns around and says, why do you always badger me to believe in this magical stuff? And he says, and I think this is a terrific line, if you don't believe in magic, you might never find it. 
Yeah. You'll never see it. And I yeah. thought, what a great line, because that really says it. And yeah. in today's world, what I find in my private practice is that people want to believe in magic, but they're embarrassed by their desire to believe in magic, or they have a part of them that's very cynical about it. And so there's a lot of work that a person might have to do to get back to actually honoring the desire in them to believe in magic. Yeah. What do you tell these people when they're like, they're either cynical or, you know, kind of think it's uncool or don't believe that it's even possible? What do you tell them? Aside from this wonderful TV antidote. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in my private practice, we would work with the cynical part and the other parts of the person that stops them from being able to connect with the part of them that does already believe in magic and is hungry to be conscious of it on a daily basis. So it's not that we don't have that part already. We all want to believe in magic. I don't, I've never met a person who didn't want to believe in magic, because intuitively, I think we do, mm-hmm. because we know intuitively this is a pretty magical phenomena that we're in called life. Yeah. But the mind gets all wrapped around other ideas, so my work as a behavioral change person is to help get rid of the interferences or make them minimal so the person can at least see the magic again. Yeah. And I think, you know, to me, the the thing that I think when I do work with, with I mean, what I do know, even in myself, the thing that's really, um, it's all about, for me at least, is about innocence, right? Mm-hmm. It's really just about, for, from my perspective, at least when I felt this, it is about the coolness factor, but it's just, it's the it's the innocence that we lose over time, right? We it's do. Adults, it's adults, it's, it's not only uncool, it's like, no, you're supposed to grow up and you're not supposed to believe in these things anymore. Um Well, the first thing I think is that you never actually lose your innocence. This just gets covered up and put away, which I think is helpful to remember. You can't lose innocence because it's actually the nature of what we are, you know. We're very innocent, vulnerable beings that exist moment to moment. Um, so, so that's part of it is that, it, and, and the reason why we don't want to go back to innocence, even though we wish to, is because it's very vulnerable. Yeah. You know, yeah. And we, we, we don't feel, we don't have a lot of faith that we're going to be safe if we actually reveal how innocent we are. Yeah, and that's our next topic when we come back from the break is faith. Okay. And how can we actually have faith so that we can become more innocent and reveal the vulnerable parts with us in a safe way? So you're listening. Magic. Sorry? And then we get to see the magic. And then we get to see the magic and probably feel the love even more deeply, right? Yes, I think if you find any one of these three, love, magic, or faith, you find the other ones. Okay. So you're listening to um, Dr. Pat Show on the Transformation Talk Radio. I'm C.J. Lou from Fire It Up with C.J. You can listen to my show on the, um, the Transformation Talk Radio on Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be right back after the break. Unlock your divine power and become the true master of your life with visionary clairvoyant Terry O'Connor every Monday at 10 a.m. on The Dr. Pat Show. Using her extraordinary connection with spirit, Terry can energetically view your true inner blueprint and guide you to your soul's highest purpose. Explore your personal connection to your authentic self and let your spirit soar as it was truly meant to. That's The Carrie O'Connor Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern on The Dr. Pat Show. How would you like increased health and vitality? Would you like relief from acute or chronic health issues? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? 
Would you like relief from allergy, weight, and digestive issues? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural technique. Whether you seek relief from health issues or desire to live at your optimum health and vitality, contact reflex analysis is a profound method which detects imbalances at a subclinical level, restoring health issues before they arise while increasing vitality and longevity. Discover CRA. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Every day we're moving toward wellness or away from wellness. I'd like to be your partner in achieving your optimal health and well-being. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. For pet parents who value quality natural nutrition, Wellness Natural Food for Dogs and Cats offers an ideal nutritional balance of carefully chosen, authentic ingredients in every recipe. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose, and you can trust the quality of all the ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl. To learn more about the difference wellness pet food can make and to locate a pet specialty retailer near you, go to wellnesspetfood.com. That's wellnesspetfood.com. Wellness Natural Food for Pets. This is where true wellness begins. Get ready. Ready to feel more alive. Alive with a Deal brings you the truth behind things you experience every day, ways you can heal yourself, and choices that make you feel truly alive. A Deal is a true Renaissance man, a world-renowned yoga master, naturopathic doctor for 10 years, an attorney, and has degrees in physics, math, hypnotherapy, massage, operatic singing, plus he's an expert in green home building. Alive with a Deal discusses health for your body, from heartache to heartburn, your mind, from judgment to joy, your home, from cooking to color and your spirit so you can bring forth your talents hidden deep within. A deal bravely discusses things most people wouldn't touch, delivered with compassion, integrity, and wit. Alive with a deal is about your own healing so that you feel more alive. Tune in each Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Transformation Talk Radio and Alternative Talk. Feel more alive. Alive with a deal. And I know it's going to be a lovely day. Hello, everyone. I'm CJ Liu, and you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show on Transformation Talk Radio. I'm a guest host. I normally uh, host a show called Fire It Up with CJ on Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can find that both on, uh, both on the Dr. Pat website as well as Transformation Talk Radio or going to www.fireitupwithcj.com. So, um, Rogany, we were, um, and, and actually, we're going to be taking um, phone calls in the next couple of minutes. So, if you have a phone call or a question or comment, um, please feel free to call us at one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. We have um, probably time for just one phone call at eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. Rogany, also tell us a little bit. So, on February nineteenth, you're going to be speaking in Seattle at the Women of Wisdom at one thirty to four thirty on the nineteenth. Is that right? In February nineteenth. Saturday afternoon. Okay. Excellent, excellent. So we were um, before the break. We were talking about um, magic, and uh, you were saying that. I mean, we were talking about innocence as well, and uh, we were talking. And you were saying at the end, or you said before that faith, magic, and love. If you find one, you'll find the other. What did mm-hmm. you mean by that? I mean that there's sort of three, you know how you have a fork that has three times on it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think any one of these three that you touch, if you pay attention, you see the others. Mm-hmm. Um, I think love, faith, and hope are the three things that are common in many, many religious and spiritual paths. And magic, 
when you see the magic, it leads you to hope. Magic gives you hope. Mm. So love and hope, or love and magic and faith all go together. Once you have love, you see the magic and you have faith in it. If you have faith, you see the magic and you find love. If you see the magic, then the love and the faith is so obvious, there's nothing more to do but just enjoy. Okay, you're going to have to repeat that. It was so profound, and I need to repeat. I need you to repeat it again, and I'll repeat it again from the, for the audience because I think it's pretty profound, and I don't think a lot of us get it. So let's say it three times, okay? <laughs> if I remembered what I said, I could do that. Oh, I know, I know. You, you come when you speak. You speak from a higher place, so it's sometimes harder to remember. But I think you said if you have love, then you can find. Um, Faith? Is that what you said? If you have love, if you if you really experience the kind of love that we've been talking about here, then it, it fires your faith because you know what it is and you have faith in the experience, direct experience of what love is as a living, breathing, pulsing phenomena that's in your life and in you. And that, of course, is magical. So if you find love, if you can connect with that, you find the other two. If you have faith... You actually, in the in the in the finding of faith, you discover that there's also with it love and magic. Because what are you going to have faith in? It's going to be something that's filled with love and magic. And if you touch on the magic, that gives you hope that life is 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 this magical phenomena. You have your faith in that, and with faith comes love, because you're relaxed. You're more able to say yes to life for what it is, and more able to be at ease with the unknown, which is what life actually is all about. Okay, so let's go back to the cynical. And again, if there are any phone calls, uh, feel free to call us at 800-930-2819. We probably have another five minutes for any phone calls that come in. Um, so, so, Rogany, so, so, so Christmas is, is ultimately a, a hard time for people who are atheists or people who basically don't have faith. That there's nothing, you know, there's no, there's nothing higher above. There's nothing. There's, or they don't believe that the the that Jesus Christ was born. You know, there's all these different things that people either have faith or not have faith in. How can they make peace with that during this holiday season? Like, you know, this is the, the you, the cynical you that we were talking to. Maybe the, maybe the Lutheran younger you. <laughs> well, I think the important thing here is to understand that faith is not defined by what you put it in. Faith, you know, faith is, is, is a phenomena that is there in us as human beings. We have trust and faith naturally. We're born with it. Mm-hmm. And you have faith in what? In life. You know, you watch a child running across the, the room. You know, they don't think. They have faith they're going to get to the other side of the room. <laughs> they don't even think about it. It's a built-in right. phenomena. Right. We get a little hung up on what we, we think faith equals what we put it in. You mean the beliefs we put into it? Yes, yes. And when you put your faith in a belief, that's different than putting your faith in the actual experience of being alive. Putting your faith in life, the flow of life or the flow of love, these are living, dynamic, moving experiences that you can be present to. A belief is oftentimes a concept that's in the mind. And if you, Like, for example, the most common one is, is I'm not okay. I have a lot of faith in that idea. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> You mean it's a belief that we have a lot of faith in? Yes. Yes. You can take your, once you become aware of that, you can take your faith, which is a natural, it's a natural phenomenon in all human beings. We have faith. The question is, what are you putting it in? Are you putting it in a belief that's static and stationary and not able to grow and not reflecting 
the, the, let's say, since we're speaking about Christmas, the joy and wonder of Christmas? Or are you putting your faith in the dynamic, moving phenomena of being alive and celebrating right now this phenomena called life and love, which is what Christmas is all about? Yeah, so in some ways what your sister did, I mean, moving it back to the very beginning of the mm-hmm. conversation, you had a container. And your yes. container was, you know, I'm not sure what the container was, but it was somewhat negative. <laughs> what was your container at that point? Uh, well, I was a Lutheran. I was raised Lutheran. You know? Okay, so your belief was, I don't know enough about Lutherans. Well, I, the, my, my problem was that I didn't believe in what I was being taught because it didn't make sense to me. So okay, got I was so having a little trouble. Is, yeah, so the belief is, I don't believe it, this right now, and I don't, I can't live in this place where these you know, other beliefs are kind of being thrust on me or, or something like that. So, that what, you like did, that. Mm-hmm. so yeah. what your sister then did is put a different container around the whole thing. She did. She did. And that gave me a chance to put my faith in something, in something, rather right. than putting my faith in being cynical about religion. It went into being positive about the possibilities of, of love. Right. So that's in some ways, if, if there are certain beliefs that, you know, because not everyone, you know, is happy and loves this whole Christmas time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people are having problems with people calling, saying Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays, right? That they build in so much about a statement <laughs> because there are all these beliefs that are attached to it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, if you have a belief that's not, um, that's causing you um, hardship or suffering, Mm-hmm. The question is, what is the belief that you can have faith in, and how can you change a container? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think if you have belief in something that's moving and changing and, and is living, it's much easier than it is to have a belief in something that's static and is the final statement of truth. Right, right. So if you, so let's take a couple of hypothetical um, beliefs that maybe people have during this time, like, oh, um, I'm all alone during... Christmas, and, you know, I have no family, what's wrong with me? Well, that, the, that may not be a belief, that may be a fact, <laughs> until <laughs> oh, you nice. get to what's wrong with me, All right, right. because you're going to answer what's wrong with me with some belief about yourself that you right. have a lot of faith in as right. true, right. Right? right? If you just stay with, this, these are the facts, I'm alone this Christmas and I don't have any family, you know, this, if you can stay with that as an expression of your life right now without getting into all these beliefs that you have faith in that are the truth about you, and realize that also, as alone, you're still breathing, you're still alive, you still have an enormous amount of magic and love around you, but you have to be able to find it. That's the challenge. Right. To, to suspend, to, to, well, what does someone do if they've never even experienced that, right? Because part of what you're saying is that you have to experience it. Yes. All right, so that's our cue to, to end the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening to uh, the Dr. Pat Show. I want to thank my guest today, Ragini Michaels, for sharing her advice and thoughts about uh, the holiday season. And I want thank you all for tuning in. 